Chapter 1 The majority of people complain bitterly that nature is cruel, that we exist for a brief span, because this time that has been granted to us rushes by so fast and so swiftly that all but a very few find what it is to live. Not only is it the ordinary people, or those who don't think that moan about what is, as most deem it, a universal ill. But the same feeling has also called forth complaint from those who are famous. It was this that made the greatest of physicians of all time exclaim that, Life is short, art is long. It was this that led Aristotle, while expressing disapproval with nature, condemning it to such an extent that it seemed quite unusual for such a wise man that, in point of age, life has shown more favor to animals that they drag out five or ten lifetimes, but that a much shorter limit has been given for man, though he is born for so many and such great achievements. It is not that we have a short space of time, but that we waste much of it. Life is long enough, and it has been given in sufficiently generous quantity to allow the accomplishment of the very greatest things if the whole of it is well invested. But when it is squandered in luxury and carelessness, when it is devoted to no good end, forced at last by the ultimate necessity, towards the end, we perceive that it has passed away before we were aware that it was passing. So it is that the life we receive is not short, but we make it so. And there is no lack of it, but we are wasteful of it. Just as great and pricely wealth is scattered in a moment when it comes into the hands of a reckless owner, while wealth, however limited, if it is entrusted to a good guardian, increases by use, so our life is amply long for the person who uses it wisely. Chapter 2 Why do we complain about the nature of time? Life, if you know how to use it, is long, but one man is possessed by an insatiable desire for success and power, another by tiresome devotion to tasks that are useless. One man is seeking escape through drugs and alcohol, another is paralyzed by laziness. One man is exhausted by an ambition that always hangs upon the opinions of others, another, led by marketing and greed of the companies, goes to great lengths in hope of gaining status. Some are tormented by a passion for conflict and are always either bent upon inflicting danger to others or concerned about their own. And then there are some who are worn out by voluntary servitude of employers who offer no real rewards. Many are kept busy either in the pursuit of other men's fortunes or complaining about their own. Many, following no fixed aim, shifting, inconstant, and dissatisfied, are plunged by their indecisiveness into plans that are ever new. Some have no fixed principle by which to direct their course, but fate takes them unaware while they are completely oblivious. This happens so certainly that I cannot doubt the truth of greatest of poets who state that the part of life we really live is small. All the rest of existence is not life, but merely time. Vices surround us on every side, and they do not permit us to rise or open our eyes to the truth, but they keep us down once they have overwhelmed us and chain us to lust. Their victims are never allowed to return to their true selves. If ever they have a chance to find a release, like the waters of the deep sea which continue to heave even after the storm has passed, they are tossed about and no rest from their lust is allowed. Look at those whose prosperity men wish to have. They are already blessed with much and do not realize to many Being rich is a burden. How many of the richest struggled to display their powers? 
How many are lifeless from constant pleasures? How many successful people are surrounded and offered no freedom? In short, run through the list of all these men from the lowest to the highest. This man desires a supporter. This one gives support. That one is on trial. That one defends him. That one gives the sentence. No one claims themselves because in this society, everyone acts for the sake of another. Ask about the famous whose names are known by heart, and you will see that these are the marks that distinguish them. A cultivates B, and B cultivates C. No one is his own master. And then certain men show the most senseless behavior, complaining about the position of the rich when they contribute to their creation. No one can complain about the pride of another when he himself has no time to attend to himself. After all, no matter who you are, a great man will sometimes look at